Conversations from the Retreat From the Center for Sustainable Stewardship Brought to you in part by Big East Fork Retreat at BigEastFork.com All right, welcome. We are back here with another edition of Conversations from the Retreat, and uh, we have a couple guests this evening, and uh, we've got uh, the regular crew, Dr. Uh, Jonathan Oppenheimer with us, and uh, Masood Taj, but we also have, um, let's see if I can get these right, Elena Klimianko. That's right. And then Constantine Sardellis. Correct, yes. And uh, they have uh, come down from Toronto where they are in the studies program for some alternative medicine, or at least Constas is. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. uh, or Consta. But uh, anyway, they'll be telling us about what they are doing, but it is related in that it's alternative ways uh, of wellness and taking care of yourself uh, in other ways than the kind of prescription Western medicine method. So uh, right. welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, it's thank a you pleasure to be here. Having us here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you've traveled quite a ways to come from Canada down to uh, Music City. Yes. How did that? Uh, How did that happen? Well, uh, we're on our way to um, my my uh, my family's place in Alabama to visit. Um, I would like to introduce. Um, Elena to my family, and so we we had to stop in um, Music City because of all the beautiful people here, and um, the the escape from the city is, is part of it. Part of it is to, you know, enter enter nature and and rejuvenate ourselves, uh-huh. and uh, f- feel that connection that the city seems to remove ourselves from. Because Toronto is pretty. <coughs> how, how big is Toronto? It's a big. Oh, it's too it's big. like New York or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and and Elena, I mean you. You've lived there for quite some time. I've been there for 18 years. Uh-huh. Yes, this is my home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, I mean, you're in a practice. You're not uh, You're not really doing studies, are you? You actually I'm are. I'm not studying right now, although uh, it's always about learning, but I'm not at school right now. I'm actually working. I'm teaching, uh, I'm teaching yoga, fitness providing like fitness and uh, consultations and nutritional consultations as well yeah so um is that something up there that's uh i mean is it is it very popular i mean did you move to that area of the world because of a need for alternative uh medicine uh, no when i moved to toronto I, I didn't know that i'll be in alternative medicine uh but I always um, been interested in health and sports and fitness. And when I moved, I decided I might as well pursue my passion and do something that I really love. So I left what I studied before behind and focused on what I loved, which was kinesiology, health, fitness, and then it 
eventually took me into yoga and spirituality and mindfulness. That's awesome. And uh, Costa, yes, you are in some sort of a schooling program mm-hmm. for this. Yeah, actually, I'm studying uh, traditional Chinese medicine, and um, I'm in uh, right now at the um, Eight Branches Academy of Eastern Medicine. Um, been practicing for over a year, and uh, have um, over six months clinical experience. So uh, I've been enjoying um, taking, learning how to diagnose, and learning how yeah. to figure out people's balance and, and ter- sort of uh, assist with the healing process because we're not necessarily like <coughs> people call us healers but we're not necessarily healing anyone um, the healing is taking place we are simply assisting the process right yeah because it's more of an internal uh, process that our bodies you're a catalyst I guess kind of precisely I, I would like to think of um, the needles uh, that we use in acupuncture treatments as a um, as a means to, to sort of um, redirect the energy um, that is naturally flowing in. Like it's, it's not something that um, is mysterious, you know. Even it, like th- the reason we use it is because it's proven. It's proven to work for over 5,000 years. Right. You know, so, so we have uh, modern science actually reinforcing these, um, uh, these methods and the understanding that, you know, the school of thought that these methods come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I would like to to sort of try to define what it means to to be healthy, what it means to find a sort of balance and, and health, you know, because we have this um, this perception in the West that um, you know being sterile, being being um, re- removed from nature, mm-hmm. um, is 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 sort of um, health, you know, is is, is being healthy is sterilizing your hands and washing your hands all the time and right. not realizing that we're made of a collective of bacteria and uh, all these processes and uh, so, so what I, something I love about the eastern perspective is that they see man as part of nature you know, and um, they simply see um, disease as an imbalance um, within the body so, so they correlate um, uh, the way nature functions uh, outside the body the same way it functions inside the body. Mm-hmm. So disease <coughs> is simply an excess or a deficiency um, or an imbalance in an organ system because all the organ systems work together and uh, sometimes one can be overworked and another underworked depending on our habits. Um, so, so that's why it's, it's, va- it's fascinating yeah. trying to understand the, like, uh, the holistic aspect of it because it truly is a, a holistic perspective um right. se- seeing man in the world as, as one yeah because it does come from taoist um r- not not religion but um philosophy philosophy yeah. yes um is a lot of the study related to um an education of the of the herbs and the different oh, yes. mixes and that um completely yeah. yeah so so first um they they address the what they call foundations the foundational knowledge which is composed of yin-yang theory and mm-hmm. five-element theory. And um, you know they address the five elements in it and address uh, each organ system as having each one element. Uh, and so there's, there's they, they separate it into 12, 12 meridian systems, plus extra and extraordinary, and uh, the also tw- 12 organ systems. But they pair them into, into pairs, so it's actually six. So, and um, it, it's, it's very, 
it, it can seem complicated at first, mm-hmm. but but once you understand that er- everything is pr- either promoting or controlling something else in the body, like they call them the promoting cycle and the uh, the generating cycle and the controlling cycle, and that is w- essentially what five element theory is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's rather quite basic. So if you if if you understand it, um, but I feel like the thoughts, this thought being born out of nature, it, it seems to make perfect sense when trying to address the question as to what is health, you know, what is balance, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah I, so, I, so I know what it feels like, I think. To, to answer your question about the herbs, so herbs is another part of it. So acupuncture is one part that's mm-hmm. is a rather large part, um, uh, but herbs is actually, I would say, maybe 60% of, of all of TCM. So, um, there's probably about maybe around th- between three and four hundred different herbs, and they say that each herb by itself is potent, it's powerful. But once you learn how to combine the herbs, then it becomes medicine. Then it becomes right. a very powerful medicine. Right. Because some herbs um, serve to um, serve serve specific organ systems, but other herbs act as transporters to get them to the specific organ systems. Right. So if, if you only know part of the equation, it's, it's not, not gonna, difficult. It's not going to work right. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Elena, with the yoga that you do, do you incorporate music with that? I mean, I noticed uh, you have some, mm-hmm. some of the crystal mm-hmm. bowls and, you know, what, um, what's some of your background there and how do you, how do you mix that with the, well, I, I love incorporating music in my yoga classes. Uh, mantra uh, is something that comes with most of the, with all of, I would say, yogic tradition. And it's um, uh, pretty much healing through vibration. So it just connects. So ma- mantra being a, a spoken word? It is a spoken word. Usually it's in Sanskrit. Uh, but it's uh, it's the meaning as well, but it's also just the frequency or the vibration right. of the word that uh, is healing. And it's also the meaning we put into it and uh-huh. intention. That's what's the most important. And to me, it's more about like opening up your voice and expressing. I think that's where the real healing power is yeah. as well. Yeah, the, the vibration is just uh, amazingly powerful. I mean, if you know, if you are a singer or a, even if you hum, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. singing in the shower, I mean, you know, you're getting mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's kind of magnifying it, you know, to, to hear, but it is a healing. I mean, I was just telling, uh, I was just describing to somebody earlier that just the sound of ohm, saying ohm is a calming, you know, I've used that to kind of calm myself before where I just go outside for 15 minutes and, and just ohm, you know, and it mm-hmm. and it really does the vibration of your of your head and your chest and the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's very centering, and yeah. it does connect your heart and your mind. Right, yeah. and even you know, even not understanding necessarily all the details, you can feel mm-hmm. you can feel what's kind of going on. And but, um, Jonathan, do you have any things you want to interject? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I find the. <clears throat> Elena <clears throat> seems to be taking a more psychological um, your modality is explicitly dealing with centering and uh, stress and emotions love and 
messaging, communication, and throat, and body, mm -hmm. and energy. And Costa is the words used uh, are more physical, more of like talking about physical organs. Pragmatic, yes. Oh. So that you were mentioning vibration and sound, mm -hmm. and I don't know that's part of, and you can be a more passive uh, per, uh, the patient or the client or the person mm -hmm. who's being uh, operated on yeah. in the clinic doesn't need to understand uh, they can just sort of as long as they're relaxing and mm -hmm. they can put the mm -hmm. put the pressure of the needle in the right place yes. it's more it's more akin to western it's more um, it's more uh, it's more physical invasive as well uh, I would invasive. say because needles right it's mechanistic it's mechanistic um, so, so, so I would I would say yes and no in the sense that um, the, the the practitioner um, that uses needles is basically um, is is basically a conduit, you know, and so the needles are are taking advantage of um, the electromagnetic fields in our body that that run naturally, what they call bioelectricity, and so when you the needles are made of traditionally gold. Which is highly conductive, right? And or iron, um, like um, the metal. So, so when you insert them in the right locations, they they stimulate the uh, the natural bioelectric uh, fields of our body, which um, is very much connected to the physical. So, I would say, um, you know, we do address the physical, but there is also an element of, uh, like, like for example. I'll give you an example. Uh, in clinic, I was I was needling uh, this this man named Slav, and um, I was needling half of him. We were practicing, and the other half of the body were, was being needled by um, this this other girl named Sonia, and so she was very irritated that day. I was very calm and collected, as usual, and so I was needling every point on Slav. Everything worked perfectly. He felt really good. Each point was he was reacting in a positive manner. Now, on the other hand, Sonia was needling the other half of his body, but the same exact points. But every single needle that she put into this man uh, hurt him excruciatingly, like he made him jump. And this is a really tough Russian man, you know. <laughs> so, so it gives you an idea of the energetics behind needling technique. And uh, I've gotten hundreds, if not thousands, of treatments from different practitioners. And I've noticed that typically I'm more receptive to <clears throat> female practitioners for some reason. The needles don't seem to hurt when females insert them. Mm. Sometimes um, it depends on, on, the, on the person, but sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable experience, uh, depending on, on the actual experience of the practitioner as well. Um, but a soft hand is usually preferred, you know, because it is rather invasive. Um, but it, they say it does seem to work better if the person is receptive, in which case they might be more relaxed, which does make sense on a physical level because the muscles and the fascia tighten up and the stress, it, it really makes a difference actually when needling. Sometimes the needle might even bend, like multiple times I've been needling Elena and sometimes, you know, she's very active and uh, she's a very active personality and very fiery and sometimes it's hard for her to stand still. So you know, the needle might actually bend or, or even pop out, you know, after the treatment, like, because she's so active. Um, but if you're in a very relaxed state, then in more recept more uh, receptive state, you know, then the energy moves more freely. When we're tense, we're tight, 
you know, and uh, this this doesn't allow the flow of energy. So, is there a process of relaxation prior to needling somebody? Then, personally, each each practitioner has their own way. Yeah. Um, per- personally, I like to massage each spot. I could do a little acupressure mm-hmm. before I needle it, especially if I know that it's going to be a painful point. Certain points are known to be more painful, especially on the extremities. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is such a thing as as twinal massage or zen shiatsu that we use uh, sometimes to relax the person to get them used to the idea yeah. and maybe start with the points that typically aren't felt to sort of give the person the breather because a lot of it's anxiety like you you pop the needle package open and they're already right. kind of jumping and right. uh you know so you got you have to learn a little bit of a psychology i guess to yes to how you do all that yeah and you relax have to the person learn how to trick their nervous system as well so pretend you're putting in the needle for example and then put it in after they think it's already in or something right uh, yeah there's a lot of tricks so so in canada i mean i know here in the united states that uh, acupuncture is is uh, covered by insurances and it's kind of kind of now recognized as mm-hmm. as a a method of treatment. Yes, um, it is. Tennessee as well. Tennessee has Tennessee. A acupuncture license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, that's it's regulated. Not, but that's in Canada, is what I, what, what mm-hmm. about up there? Is it the same? Yes, it's it's regulated as well, uh-huh. uh, just like it is here in some provinces more so than others. Um, I, I found um, I think Vancouver is the most regulated. Uh, it's very strict. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and and that's because they want to keep a certain level of uh, professionalism quality. quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, of course. And well, but, but, but I mean, I, I heard recently the, um, I don't know if it was recently, but I may have been going on for a while. They were giving the veterans, the U.S. military was offering acupuncture as a viable solution uh-huh. because so many veterans are having these addictions to the pain-killing drugs, right. opioid addictions, etc. Uh, we've all heard about it. But, um, you know, since the, the U.S. military is willing to invest in something like acupuncture, which a lot of people still... Um, might might question right. uh, whether or not it works. I mean, how can you say that? How can you say that when the military is investing in it? Right. right. Would they if it did not work? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's just a lot of the, a lot of treatments and ways of going about stuff is pretty individual too. You know, a good I mean, point. Uh, so I mean, I know uh, um, in my own case, I've used a diet or way of eating to uh, eliminate medicine and basically. Mm-hmm. Um, turned around uh, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's very, I mean, instead of taking more medicine, mm-hmm. you pay attention to the to the diet right. and, um, you know, something that's sensible. I mean, w- you know, when you, when you have, uh, when you know that your sugar runs high, you know, and then, and then you uh, discover that uh, the American Diabetes Association tells you that you should have 65% carbohydrates in your mm-hmm. diet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. It and is. you start to look at all that and you realize that it's just, it's to feed people mm-hmm. to make them sick mm-hmm. and to feed mm-hmm. the medical system. Of so, yes. um, you know, you gotta, you, you really have to, you have to become, uh, you know, proactive with your own situation with medicine. With it seems health. like, you yes. know, yeah, yeah, with your health. I feel like it's, it's either going to pay, you know, the doctors or, or you're going to pay for maybe the seed that you plant yourself. You know, it's your choice. You know, like, right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be so, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, 
I think some physicians want to help their patients. I don't think they they feel they're part of the system, although oh. it's hotter. Oh, I, abs- I, I mean, absolutely. I'm not saying everybody's that way by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the, the VA or the military is mm-hmm. using acupuncture for certain things. Uh, they probably have a list of conditions that they treat for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think primarily it's pain. It's found, it's found uh, acupuncture is found to be... Uh, in many cases even more effective than, than the leading sort of pain management. So I'd be interested in what <clears throat> what conditions they are not using acupuncture for mm-hmm. that someone who's trained in acupuncture would use it for mm-hmm. and how does the military decide whether it's going to use uh, acupuncture for mm-hmm. it or, or not and I would, I would hazard I, I mean I don't know but I would think Things that are psychologically based, that are uh, s- stress based, or psychologically, emotionally based, um, are more prone to be helped by acupuncture, mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. as stress eating and controlling diet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they probably would not use acupuncture uh, without dietary modification for diabetes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they treat diabetes or not. Right. So so. I'm, I'm not actually 100% sure if they treat diabetes specifically with acupuncture, with needles. Um, but in TCM, like a TCM practitioner, um, food is massively important. And it's just like the ancient Greeks, they, they said, let your, let your food be, your, be thy medicine. Right? Right. And, and the way they do this is they, they, they use the five element theory. Again, it got, all goes back to yin yang and five element theory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some foods are considered hot. Mm-hmm. And um, some foods are considered cold. Some foods are considered damp. Um, some, you know, some foods are considered very drying. And um, so these these are the elements of the foods. And and then the flavors also make a difference because each flavor is associated with an organ system. And certain organ systems like to be moist. Others like to be dry. Like um, you know, for example, the lungs hate dryness. Uh, the spleen likes to be dry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Um, so so based on on these theories, you can figure out okay. My constitution is, for example, damp heat constitution. So I do best when I eat more cold foods, avoid damp foods, avoid spicy foods, hot things. Hmm. Um, but everyone's different. Right. 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 So you have to address your own constitution first and then go on the, the diet side after that. And acupuncture is there to assist, you know, it's there to assist. But really, if you want to drive it home, it's, it's, it's diet and, uh, and the formulas, teas. Yeah, they can be very potent. Yeah, teas are, are very integral. Mm-hmm. I do the Chinese tea kind of, yes. the loose leaf and the little, you know, the little pots. And uh, yeah. just just actually the routine of the sitting ritual. down and doing that, the yes. ritual of yes. that uh, is calming and relaxing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but if I may, if I may just uh, interject before you're yeah. getting to the diabetes. Thing, well, diabetes yeah, the tea thing I was just going to Is that the, um, that identifying one's constitution and then using different uh, dietary uh, foods seems similar to me as uh, from the, to the Ayurvedic system mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. It's yeah. been compared this yeah. to this uh, often actually. There yeah. are a lot of overlaps mm-hmm, between TCM and Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony's used some dietary modification to have some uh, I, mean, I can see your body, I can see how you move your You've lost a lot of weight, much more energetic, and uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I hit, I hit the wall basically. You know, I mean, I did, I, 
I had a year where <clears throat> I had family and friends passing away, and I just, you know, you started comfort eating, and I just really wasn't taking care of myself because it was just a, you know, an intense year. Well, <clears throat> it, it took a while, but before long, you know, I, I was starting to feel my mortality, basically, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. getting sick and organs hurting and different things. Mm -hmm. And then when I discovered, you know, it's like, okay, I went in, and then they say, you know, you're going to have to start doing insulin. And, and I'm just, I don't know, it would have to be really, really the final last straw before I would do that. I really, you know, I don't even like to take medicine, mm -hmm. really. But mm -hmm. um, anyway, so... Um, I got proactive on it and said, I'll come back in six months and we'll see what my situation is. So mm -hmm. um, I had discovered somebody had, had uh, presented a diet. They said you could reverse your situation with it. And it's mm -hmm. a ketogenic diet yes. or a keto diet. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it involves converting your body to start burning fat for yes. energy instead of glucose. So that obviously made a whole lot of sense to me. So, so my deal is 70% fat, 25% protein, mm -hmm. and 5% carbs. Mm -hmm. So it works out personally to be about 18 carbs a day, mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, if you if you look on packages, that is not much. It's not, You, yeah. you know, uh, I was telling somebody, milk in lattes, like one unsweetened uh, latte has uh, 10 grams too many. It's got 28 oh, grams wow. of sugar, so I can't even... You know, I can't even have milk because it's too sweet. If to maintain a level to where your body stays in that state, which I'm, I, I can't keep it in a constant mm -hmm. state mm -hmm. uh, because the glucose is, you know, but I do have it. I do have my numbers in, in normal numbers. Mm -hmm. So I have reversed it back to non-diabetic numbers yeah. after 13 years yeah. and, uh, and cut the medicine back. And all that, so you know, it's that it's a very powerful thing. So, so what do you think about the doctors Person. that that told you that you're going to have to be on insulin? Um, well, you know, they're doing what their job is they as far as like you know, you look at w the, where my sugar level was, and it's like, I mm -hmm. mean, they're trying to help me. They didn't, you know, they didn't necessarily suggest that there were some alternate ways. That's that's what I mean. Uh, so you got to be pro. You, you you know you that's the thing. You know, they're, I mean, and. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've several. Yeah, I, I was just. But does traditional Chinese medicine have a diagnostic classification for for diabetes? Do they have a? Uh, hmm. is that That's a, a good question. One can make, and how would you? Uh, I, I would have to. Um, I, I would. I would have to um, double check and, and get okay. back to you on that. Is there anything from asking Elena? Is there anything that a mind body practitioner might assist with uh, people with diabetes? Uh, I'm sure like a yogic diet definitely would help and you mentioned Ayurveda before or just following you know eating lots of vegetables eating uh, like good oils right which, know, which it's I mean the vegetables you, you know you got to be care the, the root vegetables are not good uh, like I mean, beets and potatoes and stuff like that starchy, carrots. but they're still much better than eating grains I mean here's here's, here's one thing I was going to add fasting has a lot to do with what I how this diet is mm -hmm. and and what fasting does to your body a controlled fast as far as you're on a cellular level you know when when you fast because what I do is, is I fast two days a week mm -hmm. so two mm -hmm. days I don't eat mm -hmm. five days I do and on the days that I do eat I only eat one meal 
So that's called intermittent fasting. Right. Yeah. All right. So I intermittent fast and then I fast for two days and then, and so, um, you know, but when you, when your body, there's, there's things about your cells that don't get dealt with on a cellular level unless you're in a fasting state. Mm -hmm. So there's free radicals and there's different proteins and there's different fats mm -hmm. that may not be good for those cells that's been hanging on there for a long time. And if you don't get into a fasting state, it's never, your body's gonna never be able to go into the mode right, to take care right. of the that. The body needs a break from everything. That's how it heals itself. Yeah. So you have to give it uh, relaxation and break from that. Right. And, and give yeah. your stomach a break and stuff. It exactly. makes, you know, it makes a lot organs. of sense. <laughs> Actually, that's in TCM, they say that a lot. They say, uh, you know, like Sunday is, is the day of rest, right? So we should, actually that should include our internal organs as well. Give them, give them a break. You right. Know, you're always making them work. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think it is very individual. Like you, for example, in your state right now, you feel like you need those two days of fasting. Right. Somebody maybe don't need those right. days. Maybe just like intermittent fasting is enough at right. that point. See, I, I mean, I have to do it to get that, to get the sugar to get down low exactly. enough because exactly. it has to be below yeah. 81 mm -hmm. to be in full ketosis so anyway it's interesting and after a year i mean i've been doing this for about five months but after a year you know i'm thinking that you know i won't have to be quite as strict you know because it is pretty strict i don't you know no beers no like mm -hmm. you know i mean it's right. i mean you got to yeah. be you know because if if you just tip it a little bit then you're out of that mode you know, so it's a, it, it, it is not for everybody, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But I have talked to a lot of people that have gotten real proactive because one in four people have mm -hmm. diabetes. What, what it, I mean, that's yeah, a lot of yeah. people that what, are dealing with it. What it brings to mind is, is our, our evolution, how we got to this point. Why is it that, that we're healthy when we do these things? Well, maybe from the times of hunter-gatherers, you know, you, you're hunting for something for two days, you spend five days eating it, then you got to hunt for two well, right. days. So your right? body, actually, our bodies are more used, more used to being to that. in that mode. I agree. You know, I mean, I was explaining to somebody the, the increase of sweetness in our mm -hmm. diet yeah. related, related to the, the evolution of our bodies to be able to deal with stuff. You know, somebody can drink a Coca-Cola mm -hmm. and they can drink that in 20 minutes. And that has the equivalent of eight and a half foot sugarcane stock. So if, if you would say, you know, a uh, you know, tribe somewhere that sweetens there with a little bit of sugarcane, there's no way they're going to be able in one day eat an eight and a half foot right. stock. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But yet you can get that in 20 minutes in a hyper, you know, sonic yeah. solution of sugar, basically. Yeah. And our bodies, you know, can't deal with yeah, that. No, it's you know? not ready for it. So yeah. it's a... Uh, you know, it makes you know it makes sense. It might take you a while to, but once you know, when, once you kind of have a realization, and then you you get on the other side and you start looking. And I mean, I'm looking around. It's like ninety percent of the stuff in the grocery store is just it's not you know, food. crap. It's yeah. not food. It's, it's food People like are really uh, yeah. you know just killing themselves it, for sure. It's it's incredible actually. Yeah, it's it is amazing. There's a book that shows that somebody gave me that shows all these tables in the kitchens of countries all around the world and it shows the food that they buy in a week. And it's a great book to look through mm. uh to see the different cultures what, you know, how many people have mostly real food and how many people have a bunch of boxes, right. you know. Mm. Colorful but, boxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, do you guys deal with diet as part of your, uh, you know, as part of your 
kind of a solution for people when you talk to people? Yes, definitely. I feel like diet is something that uh, is, 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 is very high up on the list, let's say, uh, of patterns, because typically speaking, people put in more than they use. You know, would you put in more gas in your car than you would need? <laughs> I think if we start being more mm-hmm. objective and less uh, emotional about our consumption, because like, I know a lot of friends of mine are emotional eaters, and uh, myself used to be an emotional eater. It's it's a source. I mean, it's true what they say: you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. Like your patterns eventually do define you. Um, maybe not each time, but right after long. Yeah. yeah, and I do a lot of fitness consultations. Uh, I work in like corporate wellness, and uh-huh. I um, help people there to get back in their like you know fitness and wellness path and lots of it is nutrition as well some people still think that they can over exercise and burn those calories and you know calories in calories out kind of type of approach and it's like no 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 it's all about Mm -hmm. micronutrition it's what your cells actually receiving yeah Yeah, and diet is a huge part of it and um, I usually try to keep it very simple lots of people would benefit uh, just from doing some very basic changes like starting their day for example not with sugary food like cereal or something like that right. uh, but setting it with eggs even bacon whatever eggs bacon like good fats right. good protein and that's already a huge uh, yeah. you know benefit yeah, yeah. Right. then another thing I usually um suggest it's like look at the oils you use because right. most of the problem is from using like canola oil all this called vegetable oh, yeah. oil it's terrible yep. right like right. it's really blocks the system and so i'm telling you hydrogenated just, oils uh, i guess yeah. Partially yeah. Yeah. Partially. so i'm just um suggesting them change it to uh, good quality olive oil coconut oil even butter especially grass-fed mm-hmm. butter yeah grape mm-hmm. grapeseed oil that, i use yeah. that i don't know yeah so that and um, what else do you usually? Um, yeah, cutting out on carbs as well, especially white bread. White bread and sugar is pretty much the same thing. Right. Or any bread, let's yeah. put it that way. Like grains are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've el- yeah, eliminated all that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, after you, like I said, I mean, it's like anything. It's very addictive, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, carbohydrates are. It's all the stuff that makes you hungry. It's the stuff that gives you hunger pains. You know, like some of the stuff keeps your body from knowing when to shut it off. So you overeat it. And it just has all kinds. What is that hormone name? Like it's a funny name. Like gremlin. Sounds like gremlin. The hormone of hunger. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like when you eat carbohydrates, you actually produce more of that hormone. So it makes you Yeah, well, it definitely produces too much insulin. That's part of the... (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, Masood... You've yes. joined the you've joined the circle over there. Fascinating discussion for sure, and 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 reminds me of um, of the whole concept of uh, culinary and medical arts, and how uh, it is in fact an art form. Um, what we put in our body and uh, how we deal with uh, the disease, and um, and I'm happy to hear that uh, you guys are in fact uh, studying and practicing the holistic perspective into into our health and healing and in fact uh, considering not only our uh, diet and uh, and exercise as well as what uh, we are contemplating uh, uh, 
uh, in our mind and our, our internal uh, dialogue, so to speak, and how much all of that relates to our uh, health and well-being. Mm. Um, and and uh, considering all of that, um, it seems uh, that given a choice, we all would uh, uh, would gravitate towards everything that's so healthy and and wonderful for us but it seems as if uh, as if uh, the marketing and uh, food industry and or uh, um, and or commerce as such is directing us towards that which is not really most healthy for us dietary and or uh, um, any otherwise in way of bringing quality of life mm -hmm. to a better place and and it makes me, yeah, it makes me wonder. You it, know, it, it uh, takes what, us uh, away from. It takes us away from the, uh, the idea of what, 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 what is health? You know, what is that exactly? Like, why is it? Why is it different for everyone? Why does it seem? Is it something that uh, you, you feel when uh, you have like a, a diet coke and 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 you feel that good feeling? That's like that crispy feeling. Is that health? <laughs> is it feeling good? Right. Um, I don't. I don't really think so. Right. Mm. Um, everything that feels good, you can't do everything that feels exactly. good. That's yeah, not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. well, thank you guys for coming in here and pleasure explaining yeah. your perspective and your uh, kind of your art and trade, and um, it ties in with uh, with the community we're trying to uh, get built here and uh, mm -hmm. the quality of life that we've talked about yes. um, mm -hmm. and and also uh, really recognizing in the forests around here on the land a lot of the different herbs and uh, botanicals and what their kind of medical uses uh, will be so that's something that, offer, yeah. that we're so definitely it sure exploring. would be nice to grow some natural food here at uh, here at the farm, sure would be farm. If there's any yeah. farmers out there, Are there any farmers who want to grow natural food and healthy food and food that can be the medicine. people who they're mm -hmm. eating it oh, know medicine. where it's coming from and who's mm -hmm. yeah. who's planting it and who's harvesting it. CSSFamily.org. Look it up mm -hmm. and check it out and get a hold of the doctor if you can offer some farming services. Mm -hmm. So a farmer and a chef. So yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I'm Tony Gerber with the Dr. Oppenheimer, Masood Taj, uh, Costa, and Elena. We'll see you all next time. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thanks so much. You just heard Conversations from the Retreat. from the Center for Sustainable Stewardship. CSSFamily.org <laughs>